Love Talk Radio. I think that'd be great. Down with. Apparently, it's just the show computer. That's a. It's a free for all day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to AreYouScreening.com. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait, that, we're all over it. Now you're are throwing you up the wrong teleprompters right? and yeah, stuff. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Are you instant reaction review? I am <laughs> your host, as always, because now I'm, I'm going to get it as always. This out is of awesome. We should while, always be as always. Uh, I am AreYouScreening.com's own Mark Eastman, and with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And we are right on top of the ball. This you is know, funny. This is all right. If ball. you could, like, throw me more by some crazy... <laughs> Like one minute before right. we're going on the air. Well, yeah. I'm trying I was, to, awesome. to straighten uh, the internet up. This week, if you've tuned in this week, then you are a super fan. Right. Because uh, I only turned this, I, I only put this show up on the live thing to happen like a couple of hours oh, ago. Oh, did you really? Because we, we, were, we weren't ready. We weren't, we, sure. we weren't absolutely solidified on what was going to happen yet. This is the, uh, we, had, we had one of these last year. Yeah, we did. And this is the basically this is like, this is like the the ice storm winter <laughs> yeah kerfuffle. We <laughs> that's a great word. We are literally in the throes of a big of a storm. It's crazy massive it has ice storm. Seemingly shut down all of the businesses at three o'clock for the last couple of days and looks to do it again today right. and tomorrow. Right. And it's hectic and amusing. And to it's see like everybody last minute shopping and they're driving like people. Jerks. Like pe- people everywhere. are losing power right. and. And yeah, it is weird. It's one it's thing. Really when, it's one thing when there's a lot of snow and the roads are bad, but right. it's this weird, you know, ice storm stuff yeah. that it just turns the whole world into a hockey rink. <laughs> like and your parking like, lot to the yeah. studio here, which was yeah. Weird. <laughs> My driveway is a giant mess. And I think you asked me. You you gave me clearance to park. It. We'll get to the actual view show part. But you gave me yeah, clearance sure. to come into the driveway today. And I think just for your own amusement, so you could stand in these big <laughs> windows and watch me slide everywhere. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, no, it wasn't Anyway, this, so this week is officially American Hustle, yeah. um, but we will also, uh, Inside Lewin Davis finally is like wide at this right. point, so we'll be talking about that one too. And then I, I'm thinking at some point, probably just generic end Whatever. of year, we may not even have any time maybe some other things, who knows. Yeah, we've got those two movies to cover, and they're big, important movies. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. That are seriously in contention for lots of different awards. Right. So we need to cover those uh, pretty seriously. Inside Lewin. Now, American Hustle, pretty frequently in when we've seen it. And and at this point, I think everybody who listens to us knows that the instant reaction sometimes <laughs> gets completely thrown out the window because right. there's no way to avoid it when it's award season yeah. and stuff comes out right. all the time. And and that's going to continue on through like February because most of the shows we do in January right. that we're covering movies because we're going to have you know best and worst shows that we'll do. We have our own very special awards that we will get to, so that'll all happen. But you know, almost everything that comes out in January we've already seen, right. or or at least we will see very have soon. Seen, I've yeah. I think I've seen most of it anyway. Anyway, um, but so those two movies are big, and there are a couple of things that I did want to throw out and make sure we talk about on the award season stuff. And, uh, you know, we did cover a lot of the Golden Globe nominations at one point. The Critics' Choice nominations are out at this point. Right. They are very similar in yeah. many ways 
but they are different in many oh. very cool ways. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like that Scarlett like what, Johansson. What stood out, yeah. Scarlett Johansson got nominated for supporting actress and and I Which is really funny. I voted for that. Yeah. And uh but she did and and she I think she really deserves it. Yeah. Um That's cool. And, and that's a good movie, and it's got nominated for a lot of things. And, um, you know, I think nothing else super stands out. Um, but there are some differences be- yeah, between the nominations. Really stood out. I don't think anything. And, uh, you know, one of the things is that when it comes down to – it's weird to look at those two awards, just those, right? Yeah. Because, uh, you know, if you look at either the – Critics' Choice Movie Awards or the Academy Awards. Right. If you look at like you know, say like Best Actor, right? All the Best Actor nominees were probably nominated because the Golden Globes have two different ways to nominate them. So they so they it, they're probably in yeah. there somewhere. Yeah. But then when you have to you know chip it down to just those five, is right. it the right just those five? Right. And when you exactly. don't have the ten, you know so. Anyway, there's uh, we'll we'll talk a lot about that coming up before too long, probably because actually the awards are not that far off. Um, no. I kind of forget when it is. I think it's the seventeenth. It, it's so <laughs> yeah, which seems far but away, it's, but, but then it's again, very close. Christmas yeah. is in two days, right? So, exactly. I mean, um, but you know, one thing that I did want to say about that is uh, now you have not had a chance. I'm I a little think right. I'm pretty sure right. You haven't seen Mr. Banks yet. No. Um, and I do really want to throw out on that movie. First of all, we'll cover that movie in its entirety in a more serious way. Um, but I really don't get that movie. And it's an okay movie. But it's also it, it's one of those movies that it hit me because the trailer is so different. If you see the yeah. trailer of that movie, you don't. You don't actually get the movie that that's been happening a lot this season that you think you're getting. Yeah. And the other thing is that um, Emma Emma Thompson right. got nominated for supporting actress, right. and I don't or or, or for actress. A- and, straight and up, I don't yeah. get that at all. Yeah. Because if this is a hard role to play, then I'm confused about acting altogether. <laughs> 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 then I have no idea what I, now. Does she do it well? Sure. Right, but one thing has nothing. But to do who, with the other. Couldn't? who couldn't do? Yeah. Uh, so in in uh, Mr. Banks, first of all, when you see the trailers for it, what you think you're getting is like a fairly happy thing with Walt Disney. It looks like Mrs. Doubtfire starring Walt Disney and Mary Poppins. It, like that's kind what of. it looks to me. And he has to convince her to uh, let him make the movie. Right. Right. But actually what you get is, first of all, you see a whole lot of her early life when she's a little kid, hmm. and which is obviously a very long time ago, yeah. right? And uh, her relationship with her father and all the stuff that goes on in her life. To create the, to create the tension and the conflict to create things. Her, to make her the way she is, and, and how she came up with the book sort of in the first place, but her whole thing with her father, there's a lot of that in right. this movie. And you don't get the idea that there's going to be any of it. I in did the trailer. I didn't see any. You, of that you don't that. know that's coming. Nothing. Right. Yeah. And then the, the other sort of spin of why it's strange and different is that she's really nutty. Yeah. 
about, about her. Well, no, yeah, I don't think you do. Maybe you'll <laughs> maybe you'll watch it and you'll Fair go enough. and you'll say, no, that, I right. got that from the trailer. You right. get the idea in the trailer that it's going to be hard, that she kind of doesn't want to do it no yeah, matter what, right? And she's very reluctant to do it, yeah. but not that she's totally crazy about doing it. Okay. That she's like she is like the most uptight person that's oh. ever been on the earth. Okay, and and apparently fairly true story. Yeah, that's, uh, I understand. I, I mean, that. I understand I, that it's pretty straight. Right. I don't know exactly. You know, whatever. But like, there was one point where, like, at first she didn't want any songs to to be in the movie. Right. And there were a lot of things where if you just look at kind of the outline of it, like she doesn't want this, she doesn't want that, she wants control over this, you know, you might think, well, fine. But she's really, really nutty about it. At one point, all of a sudden she goes, okay, you can't use the color red in the movie ever (laughs) at all. There cannot be any red in the whole movie. That's really weird. And... And I don't know. She's just, she's very... That's extra nutty. She's very kind of bonkers and like super, you know, uh, prim and proper English nests or whatever. Right. And and the movie is a lot more about figuring out how and why she's crazy than how we convince her to make the movie. So it's, right. it's very weird. It's almost one of those stories for me that's like, uh, if this is not the way it exactly is, right. why would you lie about it and make it this way? <laughs> right. right? And yeah. if it is how it is, change you, it. Why would you tell people? Or why right, make yeah. that movie why would you or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. It's, very, it's very weird. That I don't know. Lots weird. of people love it. But anyway, her character, I think, that, that did stand out for me as, uh, you know, it's just one that she was in a movie and she's going to get nominated. Yeah, right. and, and that was not fantastic. The other thing that I wanted to say before we jump into the f- films is that... Uh, Francis Ha right. is available on Netflix Instant. So Netflix oh, Instant. Wow. So yeah, anyone well, who no uh, wants to, to yeah. anyone who wants to check that out, you really should. It's uh, really good. And I'll I'll tell you right now that when we get to our our top ten movies, I don't know exactly what all of them will be necessarily right at this moment. Right. But uh, there will be. Um, Three movies that I've done a lot of talking about. About Time will be on it. Yep. Francis Ha will be on it. And uh, American Hustle right. will be on it, which, 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 will, be, which we'll be talking about. Right. And I'm almost positive that Inside Lewin Davis will be on it. That's a sneak peek. You're doubling that, up. That is. You're giving all kinds but, of showstoppers. Uh, Look at you. But put in with those movies and maybe even her. Now we're just See, ruining now, everything, right? right? Who knows? It's now there's over. no point in having that show. Right. But her probably will because I really love that. You, and I yeah. think Inside Lewin Davis probably will be because it was ages ago at this point. It's really weird. <laughs> but, yeah, we um, get a small story to... But I really like that movie. And it's, it's one of those Coen Brothers things where, uh, you know, you watch a Coen Brothers movie and you go, I loved that. Yeah. Who am I going to... Tell that yeah, to. Right. Right. I knew a short list of people. It's like uh, you know a lot of them, and we, you know we talked about this a long time ago. Like Fargo is pretty much your mainstream yeah. best effort of a possibility that you can just tell anyone, yeah, go watch that and you'll like it. Right. But everything else by the Coen Brothers, you got to make sure no matter how much you love it. And then the the real crazy question is, what if you see a Coen Brothers movie and you only kind of like it? 
And right. you go, yeah, it's good. I'm glad I it's, watched it's it. Right. it. It was okay. Yeah. Then who can you tell that you like it My uh, for that movie? My family and friends know when I'm talking about a movie, if I say, yeah, it was good. They're like, oh, no. Good, I don't, I don't need to see reason, it. Good for some reason is a catchword, which means it really wasn't good. Like, it's got the reciprocal of it. Right. And, you know, it's sort of like when we're trying to give our, our ratings and we talk about average and stuff. What is that like? If I if yeah. I tell someone who really knows me and I go, it, it, that's average. They right. go, well, don't need to see that. Yeah, right. And right. I'm and I, I can't get past when I'm trying to come up with my ratings. What does that mean? Yeah. Because you know, for me, and there's some sense in which an average movie should mean, oh, okay, I'll check that out. Right. And yet yeah, it, no, doesn't, it doesn't. Right. It just doesn't, so anyway. Okay, so I think that's all that I had to cover. Yeah. Um, we had some questions. Uh, we've gotten cool. some emails. We love the emails. Uh, keep emailing us at questions at com, and especially as it gets closer and closer to award season or best or worst lists, I think our worst list will be a lot more interesting this year than it was last year. It, it was fun last year just to remind, just to get that cringe factor when we would talk about them and how bad right. they were. And we, I mean, it was a lot of fun. Last year, when we did the worst list, there were, I think, two or three movies that I was like, I really hate these movies. <laughs> and the rest of them were kind of like, Oh, these are bad. They were disappointments. You know, like, right. This is, or, or it was, it was okay for a while and then it went wrong, which is not this year. I have a lot of movies that I hated. (laughs) It's going to be fun. It will almost be, you know, when we talk about lists and you like lists and I hate lists and you think lists are great. And whenever we do the top 10, it always drives me crazy because there's like those 11, 12, 13, or whatever, and then you have to go, but this one's totally a comedy. This one's like if a I crazy remember, drama and all that. Yeah. This may be the first year. And so then it's, it's always difficult. It's all, there's always that 11, and I'm like, should I switch it? Right. Should that be 10? Yeah, should that be 11? That, I love that moment. Of like, this I may be the more. first year ever that I'm doing that with the worst list. Yeah, that really? I'm That wow. I'm going, there are if, so many movies. <laughs> if I remember right, it, either on the show, which I think we did, or off when we were just talking, you had this like honorable mention, like the slots that just yeah. missed it. Yeah. I, I call them the just missed. And it was one through 10, and I had like three just missed. And you had like 11. I know. You, you went to 21 or yeah. something, and you were just like, I can't not recognize these. And I was just cracking up. So right. I'm like, that's another list, man. I, I did. Well, yeah. I mean, what's the top no, I know. 20 or something? Just, just make missed. it a whatever. Yeah, yeah it's another right. list. Um, I do that every year. When, yeah. I, when I do the best, there's always really like – 30 movies yeah, right. that I want to say, yeah. go see these movies. Right. And just because they're not in the top 10, you know, doesn't mean they anything. They don't get the same point. I, I started doing a list. Um, pe- you know, people can check it out on rescreening.com. I did a list that was the best movies of the aughts, right? right. It yeah. was, <laughs> yeah. Um, and when I started doing that list, it was going to be 50 movies and it's 200. <laughs> I'm not surprised because then I just kept saying, you gotta be, and I, and I still get comments on that article of people going, where's this movie? Right. I'm like, like, dude, there's 200 movies. I feel like a list. The beauty of the list is that it has structure and it is to be contained. I don't like lists. that are seven or 14. I mean, 
make it a conventional number. Make it a top five. Right. Make it ten, ten and then four. don't say anything about and, any other movies. Right. And then I, I always believe you can have one or two honorable mentions. Like yeah. The just right. missed. But if you've got you know the top ten films of the aughts and then it's into the two hundreds, <laughs> I think somebody will <laughs> right. come up to you and put a red pen in your hand and be like, you got to cut that. Well, and see, not only that, but but uh, it is a music it, that I, I actually it, love. It, it will be long. it will be fun if there are fans who are like thinking this right now because I'm about. To, yeah. I'm about to say it, but it's only the top 15 that are mm-hmm. actually, I it's think it's there. 15, um, that are actually in any kind of order, right. that and are really ordered. The rest of them are, are just alphabetical. an alphabetical okay. list like, of movies. Don't be a right. jerk. Like, at least alphabetize right. them. Well, I would love that list if I made it, and then we'll move on, I'm, I'm assuming. But I would be like, the top 199 films with one honorable mention. Right. So that would be my list. And then you're anyway. completely cheating. So we're going to... Okay, so... Um, um, yeah. Uh, American Hustle, and you know, First, okay. I, I can't tell you how many times I have accidentally called this movie American Splendor. Like, oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> just, I'm just it talking I'm about like it to people. I'm right. all American everything. Um, okay, American Hustle. So great. Uh, yeah, I guess. You want to do that still? Yeah, people sure. Seem to really um, like that. I've heard they do, and they, and they front, even so. say that every once in a while. Actually, what I was going to say is we have a lot of questions. We will we will get to we those. In our uh, episodes that we do that are more specifically talking about either the best movies or the award shows or something like that, because they're They're specifically related to that sort of thing. We got questions, and since we're going to be there doing whole shows about it, why not? Same for that. Okay, (laughs) so um, American Hustle. I think I am uh, pretty solidly at nine. Yeah. Even though... I kind of like it even more than that, but I think that's what it deserves. I think it's pretty much nine. You, you, okay. All right. Yeah, no, I get it. It took me a second to really think about that. I'm like, like there are, there are flaws in the movie and there are things that I don't like about the movie. And if I have to be really honest, I think the grade that it should get is nine out of 10. Right. And and even still, I really really liked yeah, yeah, yeah. it. You know, yeah. I mean, it's... it took me one. I mean, I literally looked at your cross eyes. <laughs> right. I'm like, what? Daddy, so, daddy, oh look, daddy. now there are kids. All right. Hi. <laughs> um, I I like that as well, and I I had a blast with it. I liked it just a little more, not to like outdo you, but I right. was really trying to find a reason to make it ten, and it's it's nine and a half because there are a couple just little things. Right. But man, if that's not a fun film, and and an and, and it's film. it's and strange for us too, or at least it is for me. And you know, we'll get to what exactly the problems are. But the problems that it has are things that, in a slightly different movie, and I would even say, like most of the time, I would just go, "It's Whatever. ten anyway." Let it, yeah, let it go. <laughs> you know, right. except that in this movie, they just really kind of stand out. Yeah, and there are certain, you know, if you if you listen to us for a while. Uh, we have it, <laughs> we pretend that there's some objectivity to this, and at the same time we don't. I right. mean, it's it's very subjective, and di- different people have their different rules. Like for example, there are things in this movie that um, there are things that are not smart that happen, right? And yeah. in a different movie, you might go, well, I mean, there's a not smart thing that happens, whatever. Right. Except that this movie is trying to s- tell you that it's smart, it's smart all the time was, yeah. and that it's, it, it's really trying to be serious and sort of 
logical and real and everything like that. And then when things that don't make sense happen, then I have to take away from you for yeah. that. If well, it was a lighter movie, I would go, ah, whatever. Whatever, right? right. Yeah, 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 I understand. Well, it, it's a lot of fun, and I think it's going to be a lot easier to talk about its accolades than its detriments. So I'm curious, right, like, right. What, what stood out for you? Um, well, and actually, we should probably, I don't know if uh, everybody knows what's going on in this movie, but oh, Chris, right. Christian Bale uh, and Amy, Amy Adams, Adams. Yep. are basically these con artists. And when it starts out, and I got to tell you, I don't absolutely understand the con that they do in a long-term way. Yeah. So that in itself is kind of a little bit of a problem for me because – um, it starts out with Christian Bale as a con artist, and Christian Bale inherits legitimate businesses and takes them over from his father and then expands into uh, dry cleaning, whatever. I mean, he's got legitimate businesses going on, but he also basically like runs this strange con where he tells people he's going to get them a loan for however much, right. but give me 5000 non-refundable dollars to like run, run the right. process through and everything, and then we'll get you your loan. And I can understand that being a con that you run as a con man who drifts around. Right. But you're always. But how you're out. how he's not See, dead already I doesn't make any sense to me. I may have missed or misheard one thing, one throwaway line, because he's telling her Amy Adams when they're meeting and they're falling for each other. She's like, right. Tell me, like, tell me everything. Let's hear it. Right. right. They, point, they, they, meet, they meet and fall in love and everything, right. and uh, she doesn't know that he's a con man. Right. He's, here's my dry cleaning store. Right, yeah, right. Whatever, is, right. I'm a business. He's trying right. to represent himself as being a business guy, and then she's like, this can't be it. Like, what else is there? And he tells her this thing, and I thought I understood him to say that he does, you know, people come to him for the cash and that they're bad people and that he's helping get rid of them, that basically he's, taking their loan to get them a loan, and then they're getting killed for not paying back his loan. But he takes a $5,000 broker thing to get into it. I'm almost positive when he's telling her, he's like, these are bad people. I'm just, I'm helping get rid of bad people. That was what I thought, but it, it's so glossed yeah, over. I don't, I don't really like, remember anything like, about that. But check that out. But yeah, I, I feel I was like that's a part of his validation that is real hollow. Like, you don't really get it. I get the other stuff he does. Right. He does it real well, and you see it real well. Right. But that one thing is kind of a weird thing. Yeah, I don't don't know. I I didn't get that part out of it. If if that's an explanation, then, uh, you know, I don't know. It never came through to me. I don't remember that part. But anyway... You know, not that that's like the biggest... But he is taking five grand from people for nothing, basically. Right, right. And, And he finally tells her about it and then he like brings her in and then she puts on this thing. Like she's supposedly from England and has like ties to royalty and the bank of England and all this stuff. And, and so she's just like the window dressing that adds more credibility supposedly to his scam. And then they start doing it more and more and all that stuff. And, uh, and then Jennifer Lawrence is his wife. Right. And he's got a kid and Jennifer Lawrence is a little nutty, or, or actually his wife is his a little wife, right. is a little right. nutty and unstable. Right. And uh, but he's got a kid, and he can't leave his kid and everything. And then Bradley Cooper comes into the game when uh, he catches them. Basically, he's, he's a he's a Fed. He's an FBI agent. Right. He's a them. he's a uh, 
he gets taken by their scam right. or whatever. And then the real part of the movie is after that happens, mm-hmm. pretty much, when now they're, the gig is he will get them off mm-hmm. if they will run some scams for him, right. if they will be the people who will run scams on bigger people right. in order to get basically what it comes down to is politicians taking bribes. And right. they start with like the mayor. Yeah. And once they get somewhere where they think they can really get the mayor, then all of a sudden Bradley Cooper goes, well, wait, we can get other people now. Because right, now and, there's senators and representatives. And, uh, and, and what it is is they come into this scam or Bradley Cooper kind of gets the idea of the scam because the mayor actually wants to get gambling in New Jersey. He wants to reopen Atlantic City and have gambling happen there. And Bradley Cooper is thinking that is like a recipe for inventing bribes. Right. Because all of the stuff that needs to happen and all the money that's going to be involved somewhere, someone's going to be, running some bribes anyway. Right. Why don't we just be involved in it and be catching people, right? Right. And so the 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 kind of odd thing about the whole movie from Bradley Cooper's perspective is that he's basically inventing the crimes. Yeah. It's like the definition of entrapment. entrapment Right. (laughs) It's like it's exactly why there are entrapment rules because he is pushing briefcases. He's he is really inventing these crimes. These are not bribes that were going to happen anyway. He's convincing people to convince other people to take bribes and making the whole thing up and whatever. Right. Right. And and so it's it's a very strange spin. And then he gets on some like weird power trip where all of a sudden he goes, look, we've got the mayor. Right. (laughs) And we could take down the mayor. And then all of a sudden he's like, "Uh, we could I could take down everyone. Let's just take down the whole government. Like all this. Every next guy they get, it's still not good enough. They're like, They move it on to get like some senators and some congressmen, well, whatever. Mean, and then every it's like every time they get someone, he's like, "Who else?" Yeah, uh, like it, 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 it turns. It out will really never is, end for him, right? And it turns out the next person, no matter how big or politically you know influential, they're on somebody else's role. Right. Like, well, you're going to help me get them too. Right. And his boss, who's Louis C.K., is is great, but his his boss's boss is all for it. He's like senators. Right. Right. Well, he's he's like the DA or you know, whatever who it's like Michael wants Bay to be in charge of it, right? He's right. like, let's just let's make it all explode. Let's do it, right? You know. And then we get the mob from Florida involved. Yeah. And uh, and then Bradley Cooper's going, well, look at that. What's wrong <laughs> with that? We can now? take right. down mobsters and everything. Right. And the whole time, like Christian Bale is going, dude. You don't know what you're doing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah, dude, you, said, right. you said four scams right. on whatever, and he's like, you don't know what kind of ocean you're trying to jump yeah. into when you think that you're like king of the pool or, you know, who knows. And basically then, the, you know, the whole rest of the movie, which is, uh, I think, kind of funny that the, the movie is named American Hustle because there's nothing particularly American about it, and it's not really a hustle. 
it, it's not really a, a con that's happening. It's like a con within a con and like a whole right. thing. But there's nothing American hustle about See, it. I, I took that to be different. I, I think the, the whole of the logic is the logic itself, where the American hustle is all of these government people, all these criminals, they're all hustling around, working real hard, and in the end, nobody got anything. Right. But the lowest crook, you right. know, like is trying to scheme up. Like, that's the American hustle. A lot of, a lot of smoke and mirrors... No real substance, and in a strange way, maybe, you know, right? Maybe so. And uh, and so anyway, then it uh, kind of becomes this. The best part of the movie for me, anyway, is that uh, Christian Bale and Amy Adams really kind of get swept up on somebody else's roller coaster now. Yeah, and they can't get off. And like they, and they you, and they, and they get can't off. get off. And the whole thing now is just how are they going to live through this? Right. Because now they are like tethered to a guy who really is crazy and yeah. is really just going to throw everyone, including himself, to whatever wolf right. comes along right. who really has, you know, he really has no clue. And, yeah. and all he can think of is, you know, I'm a federal agent. And, That's his big thing. And he I goes, can I'm do. Gonna be, I'm going to be all right. I can do whatever I want. Right. right. You know, nothing ever happens to the federal agent. I'm right. a federal agent. Right. What difference does I it make what happens? Right. All, yeah. <laughs> right. And and he's in like this whole delusional experience. He's so great at it. And it's so they funny. are they are tied to him, and have to figure out how to get out of it. Yeah. And then you've also got that. Uh, you know, his wife is not right. real stable or yeah. helpful. Yeah. And and it's all going to go wrong and she gets kind of swept into it because the mayor wants him to bring his wife to things. Right, cuz she's And up. now he now Christian Bale's going uh, 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 now I have to I'm bring her. Her, right? Right. And he he's just as screwed as he can he's, get he's, in yeah. every direction. Just when you think he's absolutely in the corner, in the corner painted in real tight. Now he's got to bring her everywhere, and he's like, "Man, I didn't think I could get any more backed up." Right now, right, I'm here. Right, and then how do we get out of it? And that's this, the rest of the movie. This movie, strangely enough, I've been I've been duped a couple times. If I didn't know David O. Russell had directed this, and right. I like his films. Though what's interesting is he's the guy that seemingly is having a bit of a phoenix kind of moment. He seems to be resurrecting this bad start to his career because he was the guy that. George Clooney said, if I ever see him again, I'm going to punch him right in the face. Right. Like they had a huge problem on Three Kings, which is a great film. Yeah. And if you hear about the story, which I'm not going to delve into to, you know, at all, it's interesting. They both seem to have you know, a real good reason for what they were doing, but I kind of think Clooney's is more interesting. But now with Silver Linings Playbook, with American Hustle, with the work that he's doing, he seems to be getting a lot of traction in the right areas. Right. This film, for me... Being a fan of Russell's, I would never have thought he directed it. It didn't right. feel like when I when we were watching, uh, when I told you I'd seen Rush, and I was like, Ron Howard did this movie. That blew me away. It didn't look like a Ron Howard film at all. Right. So many of these things are coming up, and I think it's exciting to see them do these things, but it's not in character for their style, right. for lack of a better term. But for me, this is, you take equal parts Goodfellas, you take some, it feels like Boogie Nights in places. Yeah. You know, it feels like all of these films that are kind of like sprinkled in together. And it's a, it's it's a, a weird, it's a weird showcase of the decade. 
Yeah. That you wouldn't necessarily expect think that's that what anything. we would do right. because that has something to do with the movie because and, it doesn't. And in a lot of ways, Bale's character reminds me of Henry Hill where he's just like he's got the, the mob after him. The gangsters are going down. The feds are after him. His wife's crazy. She's got a gun in his face when he's sleeping. Like he's at all ends. And at one point I was convinced I'm like, I'm not giving away the ending either way, but I'm like, I don't know who's going to live. Is it going to be Amy Adams or is it going to be Christian Bale? Because right. one of them's got to die. Right. And then I'm like, well, it's going to be definitely this one because right. now everything's really against the wall. And it was so much fun despite little problems that came up that were so fun to go past, but still I couldn't get past. Right. So, okay, so uh, with the problems um, that I had, because there's a lot of it that's great. Everyone acting in it is awesome. Above, uh, above the line. Everybody's uh, so amazing. Everyone who's in it is – and, you know, Christian Bale is now in another movie – yeah, because we just saw him in Out of the Furnace. Yeah. He's in another movie, even though people clearly are paying attention to him and yeah. he's getting nominated for stuff. Yeah, but this I think is another role where I don't know that everybody watching this movie realizes how good he is. Yeah, and because they need to. This, this is, is a crazy deal. hard thing to do. This is like. You know, just kicked off the show saying uh, Emma Thompson. I don't think that's right. I don't think that's a hard role. Right. I don't right. think that's a role that you should go. Well, look at that. That's the best acting that happened this year. Right. And Christian Bale is unfortunately in a role that, luckily, he's getting nominated for stuff. But yeah. I don't think I think it's just like um, Out of the Furnace. If Out of the Furnace had somebody else in it, it would have sucked. That yeah. that movie could have easily been. And not that we loved it outrageously no, anyway, but, but, right. but if if it hadn't had him pulling that movie along and actually really acting His incredibly, yeah, it, you wouldn't it even really made suffer. it to the end. Yeah. I mean, it would have it would have fell apart. And there's a lot of stuff in that movie that if you have the wrong person doing it, it would become goofy. And this one yeah. does too. This yeah. role does too. This if you have role. someone who can't pull this role off. Mm-hmm. The whole movie is useless. Right. I mean, and it doesn't seem like it necessarily when right. you watch it if you're not, you know, I don't know, in tune with acting, I think. Like, yeah. you, I think a lot of people will watch this movie and go, well, sure, he was good. Right. Yeah. But he is so much better than it seems like he is because this is such a crazy hard thing to deliver at all. Once again, there's times where you don't even – he doesn't have to say anything. Like there's a scene right. where he and Robert De Niro are looking at each other and everything in the world is happening and, and nobody says a thing. And right. that scene is like 20 seconds, 30 seconds, and it's, it's amazing. And, and, and they look back and forth at each other and both of them – yeah, if you have different people, I mean, we yeah, right. we kind of know Robert De Niro can right. pull it off, right? But either one of them could go wrong, and that would just be a dumb scene. Yeah, and Holy instead, crap, it's, it's an awesome yeah. scene, and and they they both pull it off in such a str- and you've got all the other people around them yeah. while they're doing, while it, doing it, and yeah. oh man, it's like really good. It's it's another uh, good example too of. Uh, you know, the Critics' Choice has the Acting Ensemble yeah, right, Award, right, and where where this is like hands down one of scene, the front yeah. runners because everyone when you have everyone in the scene that can actually be at that level, right? <laughs> then that's one of those scenes, and I'm not trying to put so much behind it. I wanted to text you 
right away. I wanted to call two other people right away that are movie-ish enough to be like, holy crap, I just saw the most amazing scene. You've got to, you can't see it, but you've got to trust me. Go see this. Right. Just for this. Like, I was so pumped. Right. And there were a lot of scenes like that. Like, that's not the apex of them. There was a There were. There were a lot of them. That is an amazing scene, just like what you said. He's acting on a level that no one's... And and another one that stood out for me, and Christian Bale is in it and related to it, but when he's in his house with Jennifer Lawrence and Jennifer Lawrence has, uh, his wife has, has let slip what he's doing to a mob guy. And then he comes home and goes, you know where I spent my afternoon? (laughs) And then they have this conversation and both of them were incredible. And, and, (laughs) and she was incredible just that she could act that, weird and really be really that weird. character yeah yeah because that's a weird character such a, to deliver really well and not make it come off just very goofy it's an easy know? caricature you know the great right, right. Flight, like in in essence she is a danger i mean in a real weird way because i had to summarize it through somebody who wanted to see it I was saying she's almost like Phoebe from Friends if she was dangerous. Right. Or or like she's, she's like flighty and stupid and cool. She's like somebody crazy. on Teen Mom or but something. She, yeah, or... But she's also wickedly smart and wickedly capable, but she's just like this random element. Right. And you don't want a random element when you're a con man. You want every element under your control and he's always bucking, you know, around her because she's always creating these weird ripple effects. Right. That are right. headaches for him. But that scene, the way both of them the way both of them have that conversation at each other yeah. and can actually sell that they are those people in that situation. That's, you know, another example. This, so go ahead. Well, no, I was just going to say, cause now I'm just thinking about them and him and how great he is. And in a weird way, I said like, it was like boogie nights and Goodfellas. It's almost kind of like there's some Thomas crown affair. Going R- right. On right. Because his character takes all these different arcs throughout the whole film, and he's still the same guy, but he goes through different stages of being empowered and weakened. And he's that character in those situations perfectly. Right. And I'm not going to give away the end unless you want to, but I, I was so happy to see no, the yeah. end of the film. We don't need to give away the end of the film, but part of the end of the film was one of the problems that I had a little bit. See, okay, I'm interested in um, this then. And, and, you know, another thing about the whole, way the whole movie comes together is that by the end of the film, what's interesting is that he's smarter than you ever thought he was. Absolutely. And, and that's one of, the, one of his con uh, right. cons. That's his, like his game con, which is, you're going to be smarter than me, but whatever, I'll do what I can. Right. And uh, so now the, the part that bugged me about the end is I wanted the end tweaked a little bit and to all come together in a little bit different way. Because when the movie ended, and I loved the whole movie, and it was really great, and then it sort of was almost like an episode of Leverage. Have you ever watched that show? I know what you mean. And I just didn't like the way that parts of it played out. Parts of it were very cool, and the end was really good. But parts of it, as they're kind of laying it out, it's like, you know, when you watch Leverage, and you're watching the whole show going, well, look, this is screwed, and that's screwed. And then at the end of the movie, at the the end of the show, they go back and show you how you you didn't get to see what really happened, and now this is how it came together, which I actually like that show. I hate that it does that, though. Um, But it's more okay in that show, because it's a goofy show. 
and you go, all right, this is the, the goofy show we're yeah. watching, right? Yeah. But in this movie, I don't think it worked, and it kind of just, I don't know, kind of pushed me away from the movie. That's interesting. I thought it, I thought it did well. I thought, and I know what you mean about, because again, I'm not going to ruin it, and you're not either, but I know what you mean about that end scene kind of going back a little bit. I, I, thought, that, I thought it did really well. Right. I didn't have the same feeling. At, at, at one point when the ending, see when the ending started coming together, mm-hmm. uh, it made me fearful of a lot of stuff that didn't happen, yeah. so that's okay. Right. But it made me think a lot of yeah. really – you know, I thought we were going to jump back and then, like, for example, we were going to see him telling Jennifer Lawrence to tell that guy stuff. Right. Then I to like mad. set that up, right? Yeah. And I started getting afraid that a whole bunch of crap like that was right. going to happen, and we were going to go back and like, you know, have him tell Bradley Cooper to shove the briefcase right, at right, the right, mayor, right. so I'll that I like can it. go chase yeah. him, whatever right. stuff like that. Right. So it's it's all stuff that didn't even actually yeah. happen, but the way that it started playing out the right. end, I started going, oh god, am is a this lot. really gonna? Yeah. Go nuts now, that you know. So in in lesser hands, that's certainly how other films work, and we've seen that. You know, in in great skilled hands, I think maybe the best one of those in recent memory, and it's not even recent anymore, was the Prestige, which you hit right, the end, right. and you're like, "This is what you missed," right? And it unfairly shows you all these things, and you're like, "It's so crazy. I love it. I don't care." Right. But it is a bit of a cheat. You know, you really fire up the ghost in the machine to be like, you never really saw what you saw. And, and an example right. where it didn't work was, you know, Now You See Me, which is a right. film we just saw recently this year where I felt like they did too much. Right. You did it way – because nothing I saw was really what I saw. Now I'm watching a whole new movie. Right. So – And then you're supposed to write that off because there are certain points that happen in that movie where it's really magic. Right. Yeah. And you go, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Anyway. Um, but so I kind of had a problem with that. I kind of had a little bit of a problem with just – certain scenes that I didn't love the way it played out and then it just pulled things away from me. Like a good a good example was uh when he when he basically goes and confesses to the mayor. Yeah. I don't mind that happening. I didn't like that scene right. or the way that that played out. I right. thought it was it it didn't feel like what would have really happened or what right. these characters would have really done or yeah. how they would have really acted. And in the middle of everything else being so good, right? It it, it just tacked on. It, it, it pulled things away from me, and it didn't it didn't ultimately really do anything, right? Anyway, I guess in a way, it wants to set up what happens also at the end of the end, right? In a in, in a way, and I guess also the film like tells you some of this really happened, which is a very funny denouement because you love films that are right. based on a true story. I I don't know this for sure, but I guess from what I did read and I understand that actually that relationship with the con guys with the mayor like that really did happen. Right. So they felt like that. But I I take your side of things where I was like, if that's the way you're going to show it, leave it out. Right. Or tell it, make it up. Like, right. Make it better because what you're showing, if that's true, if that's the best you can do, that's not good enough. Like it feels awkward. Right. Actually, at a certain point once the mayor gets in trouble, like, I didn't really like any of it. And it didn't have anything to do with Jeremy Renner, who I know you famously hate on the no, show. No, he was really he's good. Amazing. He was really good. I didn't like all the stuff with him anyway afterward, which isn't his performance. It's just the stuff that was regarding the mayor. I just wanted to see Amy Adams, Bradley Cooper, and, and Christian Bale work their stuff out. Right. Like, everything else was a distraction. 
that was one of my that was one of my small gripes. I mean, I know that it's in the story. You got to you got to figure it out, but it did feel tacked on. Right. So, and uh, you know, there are a couple little things that are the same kind of things, but overall, uh, easily one of the best movies of the year. And uh, and so much. It's it's weird that this is such a serious movie. Yeah. And all I find myself saying about it is that it's so much it's fun. So much fun. There's only and yet there's no fun in it. There really is. It's, it's fun watching the performances. It's fun watching people get miserable, but it's not a funny movie. It's right. You know, the, there's only once, and I don't even know if it was just me. Maybe I was hungry. Maybe I didn't have popcorn. Whatever. There's this video montage thing, which makes me think of Boogie Nights stuff, where she's cleaning the house and she's lip syncing to the kid. Like that whole scene. Right. I was like, man, dude, what? Take that out. Yeah. I'm having a lot of fun. That, that, that was, that was funny. another one. That was another one that I really didn't like either didn't because like it, it was all. so out of place. Yeah. It was so awkward. It was almost like he was having so much fun. He's like, let's just do something weird. It was like, we're trying to, and it's, odd too because there are a couple moments that are kind of similar in Silver Lining's playbook which yep. also we both loved Yeah, but there were a couple of spots in there where it, it's just all of a sudden there's this thing that I don't get why we're doing it right. and it seems like all it's really doing is taking me out of right. the really great place I was in right. and, and didn't I certainly didn't felt work, it there but. because in that moment that scene happens there is a really great rhythm. Like, I felt the movie was cruising along. Right, and I was, right. I, and, I mean, I still was loving it right afterwards, but I just I watched it, and I was like, wait, what What did I just see that for? Right, Why? right. And, uh, you know, that's when people email us and go, right. well, you're, missing you're this. paying too she much attention, that, yeah. and you're being too weird, yeah. and who well, knows? this is one of those films that, again, this is, strangely, it's like a two-hour and 15-minute, well, it's uh, it's two hours and 18 minutes. And right. to me, and it, it, it felt 2.30, and I loved it. Right. It's, like it it's felt not too long. No, it's perfect. Yeah. It's, it's really great. Uh, even with these scenes we wanted to take these out. Are, these are but two, they could the, the have add added other right. stuff, the and it would have been fine. The scene could be shuffled or, or just done different. But that scene isn't that long. It's two minutes at right. most. At most. Right. But it was just so but weird. But it, it's just weird. And uh, But anyway, so... God, we, I love that film. We, we, love, we love the movie, and yet it's... Uh, like I said, there are strange things that happen when we're talking about the negatives, because yeah. all of the things put together in this movie... It's kind of hard to understand why it's not 10 yeah. and why these things are such a big deal that I take, you know, a whole, you took a whole, a, took a whole a star off. off. And, you know, for me, it's one of those weird things where if this movie weren't as good, right. it, it, it almost would have been able to just avoid all the problems that I have with it. Yeah. In a very, very strange way, if this movie weren't as good, I would have probably given it a 10. I have. Well, what's funny <laughs> Because is what, it, what it was trying to be would have been different, Yeah. and I would have been more okay with it, and the things that I don't like about it, I would have said, ah, whatever, if it wasn't being such Here, a serious movie. Yeah. And, and yet... Uh, I might have given it 10, and I wouldn't have liked it as much. Right. I, so I, there you go. You're going to play You're going to do a layup. I'm actually, in the spirit of the show, this is more instant reaction than I think you might recognize. I really am giving it 9.5. I think the next time I see it, I'll stand by 10. Right. I re- my, my instant feeling about this, I laughed so hard out loud, like a genuine like cackle, and then I just I couldn't stop laughing. 
Right. So many times, a few of the things they were almost always around Christian Bale. Yeah. Like just the way and, he's and the doing movie these scenes and like the scene that he's on the airplane when they're bringing the sheik in. <laughs> yeah. Bradley that Cooper was is awesome. Him, and he's like looking over at him. He's like, "What are you talking? You're calling me a genius? What are you? You're rubbing salt in the wound?" Down? Right. Right. And he's just like, "You got great vision." He goes, "You know what I see? I see you hitting on my girl." Right. Like, that stuff killed me. I was done right. for like minutes after that. Yeah. That that was a really good scene in general. And even when he's talking to the other guy. Yeah, right. And yeah. and he is so perfectly his character in that <laughs> in that scene. It's so good. But anyway. So that's where we are in that. Um nine and a half. Go see it. Yeah. So uh we don't have a lot of time left, but we can run through some inside Lewin Davis. Yeah. Um Sure, why not? Okay. Um, we won't really go over. We've got about it's better not we, to talk we, about we've got about long, twelve minutes, yeah. um, and maybe we'll come back to it a little bit more at a, at a later time or something. This one for me also the exact same rating. Really, I was still nine. I, I was nine at this one, and uh, this one I've got both directions going on my nine. Really, there are parts. There are parts of me that want to rate it higher. There are parts yeah. of me that want to rate it lower. There are a lot of things that I didn't like about it, but overall I loved it so much yeah. that I have to give it like nine. I kind of feel like when we watched this movie, now it was a long time ago. Okay? <laughs> this is a weird one. Yeah, we've seen this for a while. Yeah, it, it was a long time ago that uh, we got into a uh, special screener, yep. uh, which was awesome. And so that was really great. You know, thanks to whoever. Makes that yeah, happen. Thanks to Lewin Davis. Um, yeah. <laughs> the Coen brothers yeah, pulled some strings. That was great. Specifically for us, which was really kind of cool. Um, I did not feel like you liked this as much as I did. That was the impression huh. that I got after uh, walking out of the movie. Yeah. I, what, wasn't that because the theater had all this issue? Like, didn't we? Uh, have, we, had, we had to we wait had, for a long a, time. We had like an hour wait. I the, mean, look. This is first I don't world even problems. I don't even know if it was an hour. It was, it was, it like, was over forty minutes. Maybe. Look, something. this is first world problems, and I'll own up to them genuinely. We got a special look at this Cohen brother film early, and we had to wait a bit. You know, okay, so how how bad is <laughs> that, my that life? really? You know, that really you burned off. my that burned <laughs> right. my butt. You know, no, I now the movie's one star. I was really I don't I don't remember really why or what happened to make you think that uh, this is a this is a this is a ten for me. Really? Yeah, this was... I mean, I could say nine and a half, but I've had a long time to think about it right, in a right. way that American Hustle isn't, and, right. and I feel the same way. My first reaction might have been nine and a half, but I was I was pretty solid on this being, like, right across the board. So much fun, so great. I loved right. I loved every single thing about it. Even the stuff wow, I thought weird. I wouldn't. That's weird. But I, I think looking back on it now, I think I can imagine... You were just in a bad mood like that day or something. Like, Who knows? We to, and we didn't talk about it, really. Well, we didn't. We left and we went yeah. and did other things, but we got you know another forty minutes of of uh, Ender's Game, and I started, right. and then I started watching <laughs> that. that. And we were talking out loud while we were watching that because again, right. it's a screener for us only. Right. But they had to run something to try to fix the print that they had, so they just ran Ender's Game. So we were watching that, and then I started getting into Ender's Game, and then, it's <laughs> yeah, and then they shut it off. And then Ender's shuts off. It's like the and then it just scene. starts. It's, it was it's awesome. the education scene, and then you just get. You know Oscar Davis singing, and Bang. I'm like, this is way weird. <laughs> right, this it is was, a crazy. Movie. It was basically like napping and having you throw ice cold water on me and be like, now dance a jig. Right. I'm like, I don't even know what to do. Right. So I was maybe shifting gears, but I thought this was it, right in line with the best of the Coen Brothers stuff, and right in you know right on par with all the stuff that they do. If you like their things, you're gonna love this. Right. 
And if you don't, you shouldn't even risk going to see it because you're going to be right. If you're not a Coen you know, Brothers fan, like that's you know that's, that's the thing we we said at the beginning. You know, if you're not already a Coen Brothers fan, or you know, if you ask somebody if they're a right. Coen Brothers fan and they say no, but should I go see Inside yeah, right. the Davis? You right. go, uh, I have I no know. idea what to say to yeah. you. Yeah, right. you have to kind of. It, you know, this is a very different movie. First of all, um, and, and and like I said, we're we're in a very similar place because I really loved this movie. Yeah. But I feel like I I should give it a nine. There there yeah. are things about it, even as a Coen Brothers movie, there are things about it that I I think just should have been different and yeah. could have been different and could have could have made stuff know, work better. I don't know what there is. Well, I think okay for me, I I really loved virtually all of the movie, yeah. and even the stuff in a movie that I could see people really hating, I still loved it. I agree. You, you know, there's some stuff in there that I thought people would. Just I I about. think the problem for me, and I mean, it's only one star out of ten, so it's, it's not, not it's huge. not, not like seven or anything, right. right? Like how dare you? I, I think for me. The part where, as soon as he gets in the car yeah. with uh, John, John Goodman, Goodman. Yeah. all the way to when he's back, yep. all of that whole part did not work that well for me. And there's still good stuff in that part. Yeah, I know what you and mean. there's, uh, you know, the part where he actually plays the song for the guy. Yep. I love that scene. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I love that whole moment. And, you know, for me... If only it were possible to be on screen for like a minute and still get a supporting get acting role, yeah. right? F. Murray Abraham yeah. should get it, right? Because he was awesome. He owned everything that he was doing <laughs> Every, right there. Yeah, he was like sitting in the office. He, you know, yeah, when he Lewin in. Davis comes in to talk to him, right? Everything he did was awesome, right. and everything that he did was as much as we've been talking about really good actors and whether right. they have hard stuff to play. Yeah. I don't know that he had anything hard to play. But what he like every second that he's on the screen, you know this guy's been in like a hundred movies. Yeah, I mean yeah. he's just right exactly where he's supposed to be in right. like a crazy way. Yeah. Like you would think that he left the studio and just was this guy. Yeah, like right. that they just going. that yeah. they just got the real guy Come in and do to that do this right. right? Here. Yeah, and uh, I, I don't know. He was awesome. I, I love that scene, but that whole part where he like takes the little trip. Yeah. It was weirdly different for me in a way from all the other the stuff. The stuff and the book all the yeah. all the other stuff I thought was awesome, and yeah. I love the movie. And and still, like I said uh, going in, th- this there's a possibility this could not be in my top ten, even though I loved it. And and I have to look at all I, of the ten and yeah. figure out exactly where it is. But, you know, for me, it's really weird because we talked about how weird this year is, but yeah. I loved a lot of movies. Yeah. It, it's really weird because the way this year worked for me is that everything was the top. Uh, th- there was a lot of top or bottom. Right. And there was, uh, I guess, a weird amount of the middle that I didn't care yeah. about. But there right. were a lot of movies that I loved yep. and there were a lot of movies that I hated. <laughs> yeah. And, and, but for me, like when we're talking about the list, this is a year where I might, you know, only have a couple of, yeah. of extras right? 
because there weren't a load of movies that were really close right there for me this year. Yeah. There was there was really stuff that I loved and then stuff that I said whatever and right. stuff that I hated. And and all of the movies that I liked a good amount, I really loved. And I, yeah. I want to give like nine or ten. There right. were there were not a lot of movies that I was like, eh, seven and a half or yeah. Yeah. eight or something like that. It was like I loved it or I hated it right. or I want to forget I watched it well, there or were, whatever. <laughs> there, there'll be a few of those. There are certainly, you know, there were films that rank really high that just get not a high placement on a list for favorites, you know, things. It just happens sometimes. Right, so right. This right. could certainly be one. I, it, this is a really fun film to see, you know, for the first 15 minutes. You see, it just opens up with this guy, talented, showing his talent. He's singing. He's right. got a great song. Then you see him be faulted, and he's maybe not. You you associate talent with being good and virtuous, and really, you know, this guy's kind of a jerk, right? And you see it. He's he's like then, completely the antihero, right. except that he's not even that because even there has to be something to be a hero, antihero hero of, of right. or whatever. Right. And seeing his talent, and then seeing him be kind of just like a a jerk who may or may not have reasons for feeling it. Then to see him go try to get a place to stay, and, and this doesn't give anything away. This is like the first ten minutes of the film. To see him screw up and to have to take this cat that he lets out of the surprise, right. like it, to see that mishap happen, and then know this is his life, I was hooked. I'm yeah. like, I'm ten minutes in, and I'm like, I want to see this this guy's life perfectly. And, and what it is and, is, it's a, basically a week in this guy's life. You basically go through one week of what it's like to be right. And it, and you know, it's it's really um, man, it's just it's amazing. It, it's really kind of important to say, I think, as odd as it is, that yeah. this movie is not about anything. It really isn't. It's just they, this guy's. It's a character study about this guy. There life. is there is like no synopsis. Yeah. That that you can really give for this movie because you make it up, it's but it not it it's be not faithful. about anything. It right. just would be if you had a synopsis, you would just be like saying some of the things that happened to him. Yeah, but well, but there is there there's no there's no goal. There's no yeah. end. There's no something we right. get to a certain point. Right. There's it's not about like anything. A huge and negative. It's, Awesome. It affords, it affords the freedom to tell the story that they wanted to tell because I was trying to summarize it and I just said, it's a week in this guy's life in like the late sixties, mid sixties, right? Kind of Soho. It's New like York. it's and, like folk songy ness, yeah. and it's like right before Bob Dylan, right before he hit. And this is the problem. It's almost like if you could capture the feeling of what it's like to have the person who comes right after you leave the slot machine hit it big. Or who right, buys the lottery right. ticket you were going to buy, and you're like, now nah, just get a burger instead. You know, right. that's kind of like, I mean, that's really stretching it, but that's how this movie kind of feels. That's this guy's life. But he's carved this out for himself. Like, he's basically made his bed, and he doesn't want to lay in it. Right. So you follow a week of his life basically trying to avoid all these things. And then, and, and it's weird because, like, everything that happens is completely meaningless, just whatever it is that happens. Right. And yet, Everything that happens is like so metaphorically I, strong. Right. I mean, we're the, getting to we're right around the end. I I would say this. I felt the gamut of emotions for Lewin Davis and the people around him. Like I liked right, Lewin. Right. I cheered for him. I was like, man, just do this, get it right. And there were the times where I'm like, you're a you're a jerk. You deserve right. everything bad you've got coming to you. Right. And that's hard to do. And, uh, and they do it perfectly. And yeah, we only have a minute left. We might go over like just a little bit because uh, we should you know actually talk a little bit about the movie but 
But this is one, too, where uh, he's insanely good. He is really great. It's not even, like, funny to, like, no. watch this. When you're watching the movie, you can't believe that you're watching it. Yeah. And and this is another. <laughs> this is one of those movies where... Not that this movie will, will ever get that big, but you know how those lists always come out, and it's like this person was almost yeah. this person, and now look, this is this like is the most. Are, right. It's like you know someone else was almost Tom Hanks in Big, or right, right. you know some crazy thing like that. And this movie will never be that big, right? Right. Right. But but twenty years from now, if you see a thing that says somebody else was almost right. Lou and Davis, you yeah. would go. Oh my God! Dude, you better have been kicking because this forever. was yeah. yeah. I mean, this was just like the perfect role, the perfect guy. Yep. Except I kept thinking he was something, someone else right. too, well, and, and, and and you did that. I did it horribly. <laughs> you did that too, and someone else. I did it with someone, and else. it was a different person. Yeah. But um, yeah, but the live show is going to end. If you happen to be tuning in live, thanks so Thank much you. for being here, and uh, happy, holidays, happy holidays, and we'll see you next week. And we'll say that that right, ended. that'll be the cut. Whatever. But, um, yeah, so it, it starts out. Uh, here's another problem that I had. So, so basically that whole big chunk, yep. not that it was terrible or not that there was anything super wrong with it. It just didn't work the same way that everything else did for me. I just thought it was a – even if we were going to go on this – kind of odd tangent almost yep. from the regular movie, right. then it didn't need to be that long. And we didn't have to yeah. have so much. And, and, there's, and there's a lot of stuff that happens, right. oddly enough, in his little jaunt over to Chicago or whatever whatever it was. <laughs> I don't even remember. They went to Chicago, right? It was right? to Chicago, yeah. And, and it just was a little too long, and it was a little too, it was a little too distinct, I guess, for yeah. me from everything else. One of the other things that I really didn't like about the movie, and you know this is sort of a pet peeve for me um, at this point, and only because it's the Coen brothers and I hold them to like a higher standard, especially in this movie, but you know they do the you see the end at the beginning thing, and I just don't see how that was really a, a choice in this film that meant something that did some special work that we Had we see the last happen. thing yeah. that happens then we watch him get there right. and, and then and then that's the end of the movie too yeah and i don't really think that it was you know something that we did because you know i have this artistic reason that this makes the story right. happen better it was just some, and no one else will probably care, but that yeah. is like so becoming a pet peeve of mine yeah. at this point that you know every movie I watch has right. to have that in it and there's it, that argument that of course it comes full circle and that his life is basically a repetitious act of you know he performs he's really great right he says something stupid he gets his you know he gets his ass kicked then right. he tries to get right. an audition you know I get that that's the idea. I didn't mind it, but I see why it's bothersome. Right. I do. I get and, it. and another slight problem uh, that is, you know, like I said, none of it's a big deal. I still yeah. give it nine, and I still love it. I still like right. it more than nine, maybe, somehow, yeah, no, in, I, in, in some weird way. Yeah. But another thing that just kind of bugged me is that, um, you know, I don't remember the guy's name, okay, but yeah. Doogie Howser's best friend has, right. has a role in this movie, yeah. and he's like owns this club. Yeah. And I can't remember his name. 
And I'll look it up. But right now, I'm I, ready to... I didn't love him. Yeah. I, I, it, it, it in the movie. Stick out. I know what you mean, too. It didn't stick out. I didn't think he was terrible in this cast. I was just like, yeah, it just seems weird in a in a long line of great things that are happening. I, I this was like a I, weird I would have liked somebody who could have uh, pulled that off Sold a little better. A little yeah. Right, I agree. And other than that, you know, that's that's pretty much the problems with, that I have. Who do you think that the guy playing Oscar Isaac is the guy who plays Louis? I Hayes? thought he was the guy, and I can't remember his name either, but I thought he was the guy who used to be on that numbers show. This is funny. Okay, so I, I thought it was the guy who you're thinking of is David Crumholtz. Yeah, that's right. right. And what's really funny is um, I showed the I showed the preview or I showed a bit of it. Oh, no, it was on TV. It was because the spots are running, and uh, someone said, "Oh, it's the guy from Numbers." And I went, "It's not. It's it looks just like <laughs> right. him." And I said, "For me, and it's not because I've been catching up on New Girl. It looked like Jake Johnson, who's the the lead. I can't remember if it was Jesse or whatever. Oh, right. But the funny thing is, now that I see him, it it doesn't look exactly like him. When I was watching it, and he's singing, and he's basically just one spotlight on him, you know, a soft spotlight. He's on stage at open mic night, and he's singing. And I immediately looked, and I'm like, holy crap, that guy from New Girl has to <laughs> quit that job because he's this right. good. He's got to do movies all the time. Right. And, and there were so many times where, because Lewin Davis has, like, a very full beard. He's not Duck Dynasty bearded, but he's got a beard. Right. And I thought just enough. I'm like, that guy looks just like the guy from New Girl. And I never right. considered Krumholtz. Right. But I can see that now, too. But it's funny. People are thinking that it's Krumholtz. And, and, and it's, bit, it's, it's actually really weird, too, because I realized that it wasn't, right? But right. There, there are times in the he movie. just like that guy. There right? are times in the movie where uh, he looks just like him. And then there are other times where you go, what was I thinking? He doesn't look he like doesn't that look guy. Like right. And I was, start, I was starting to go. Right. Is it, is it is both it? of them? Yeah. Is it, right. is right. it like the one guy did some of the scenes or something? You, it was I defy weird. you to see him and not say he doesn't look like those guys at some point. But, right. you know, there's some really, really great stuff. And one of the things that I thought I wouldn't like in the film, not because I have anything against that genre, but I didn't think I'd really dig the music. Music's right, really and fun. the music is really and good. And they chose yeah. the music well. They wrote the songs perfectly. And the scene where Lewin Davis gets brought in by Justin Timberlake's character, who, again, doesn't have a whole lot to do. He's great in it. Everybody in this film, just like the last film, they're all amazing in it. Um, but the sound, the song that they have to lay down with all of its silly bops and beats. Oh, and God, and yeah. That's a great, great scene. And it works astoundingly. That. So that was a great scene that so I actually fun. really loved that scene. And I'm not like a huge Justin Timberlake fan anyway, although yeah. in most movies that I've seen him in, he's okay. And yeah. and it's weird because it's almost like it's almost like he's Alice Cooper and and did some movies on the side without his face painting or something uh, painted right. or something and right. you and you just like you said, you go, "Why don't you just do that? Just do why it." Why don't yeah. you Get rid of this like weird pop right. star crazy this music thing. I guess it's like a whole film, other but, persona yeah. that that he is when he's doing stuff like that. Anyway, yeah. um, but you know the the thing that was weird about that scene for me is it, it made everything sort of feel more like Eddie and the Cruisers. You know, it's yeah, like it's funny. I was it's the only like thinking that. it's like Lou and Davis yep. is sitting there going. Uh, right. You know, if we don't do something great, why do something at right. all? And right. you know, Justin Timberlake's 
over there going, but people want to hear dark side. Right, and, yeah, yeah. and it was, it was right. like this weird, like trying to sell the same ideas without yeah. ever saying Same. it well, and, yeah. and just kind of showing him go through his emotions yeah. of not wanting to be involved in stuff that, you know, he's got the connections or he's at least got a fair amount of connections where if he just wanted to make a living, he, he yeah. could do it. Right. He could just, he could just jump on board with yep. these other people and make some money and then he's got the other guy who also has his stack of records yep. that that God never God. went anywhere. That was what a haunting moment that is real easy. I mean, you pay attention, you see it, but you know he clearly sees Bob Dylan performing. You know, it's very early in Dylan's life. There's a Dylan, right. Dylan it is. is right. It's not a Bob Dylan guy. Bob Dylan performs in this place, and he walks by, and he's basically got Lewin Davis's gig, you know, but he's going to make something amazing out of it. And Lewin Davis is going to be the guy that got kicked out of the Beatles. You know, right, he, exactly. He, right. We know this moment, and he almost sees it and realizes, like, that guy's playing with a harmonica. Maybe I should do that. Like, he, he knows Dylan has something that he doesn't. And right. he's like, man, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not dude for this. I can't do it. Right. And that's actually a really and good scene, scene when, he, that's a good part when he walks outside and he's just, like, kind of looking, looking as, he's, as he's going by. by. Yep. You see him looking at that guy, and he sells that brilliantly. Yep. <laughs> the uh, other thing that I wanted to say, and I, I actually just had to look up because it's uh, Carrie Mulligan yeah. is in the movie, and, and basically, you know, Lua Davis is going through his life from crashing on one person's couch, couch yeah. to the next and going around. And basically it's like uh, he's got uh, a set of people and he stays at one place until he pisses them off right. long enough, uh, pisses them off two. enough that they have to, that he has to go somewhere else. Yeah. Then he goes to somebody else's place until the other, it blows over cool with that. the other people yeah. and stuff. Yeah. But Carrie Mulligan is uh, one of his, he has friends that are a couple that, Carrie Mulligan is Justin Timberlake, half of the couple, the right? Couple, yeah. And he's friends with them, and and then there's a thing that's actually pretty early too that uh, she's pregnant, right. and it's and it's Lewin Davis's, or right. at least that's what she says. Right. And so they have a strange little relationship there where right. he crashes on their couch a lot. Now she's really pissed at him, right. and you know, God, God knows what goes on, but almost. Everything that she's in, I thought was completely awesome. Yeah. She was she was really really good, yeah, and uh, and going up against and playing along with uh, Oscar Isaac, who is just phenomenal in this. I can't. I mean, one of the things that is interesting seeing a film like this when I don't know Oscar Isaac's work very well, right? Everybody else, more or less, you know, familiar with them in, in some way. I, I want to see him in so much now. Oh, I know. I want him to work so much. He, yeah, he was He's so good. He was so good. And not only that, like, <laughs> you know, it's weird that we just keep saying the same thing throughout this whole show. But if, you know, talking about hard roles to play versus easy roles to play and all that, if, if I had just read the screenplay for this, and they were going, okay, so it, it was like really early in development, and they were like, who are we going to get to be this guy? I would go, there's no one you could get to right. be this guy. You, could, right. you couldn't get any Show actor this. that I would believe that right. was this could guy. I'm like, I don't, I don't know who you're going to get, but I guess, sure. I guess you'll pick somebody <laughs> and make the movie, right? right. But I, if I read this thing, I was like, I have no idea who you could get right. me to believe is this guy. Right. And he does it, and he's awesome. Yeah, and I mean, effortlessly – 
You know, there's no, yeah. there's no real. I mean, I I think that's probably part of the whole trick is to never see the strings being pulled. But man, it, it, I I thought about the film and I thought about the character after we'd seen the movie for a while. Right. I don't mean hours that day. I mean like days later. I was like, I don't even know what Lewin Davis did the week after that movie was done. Like, what was his life like? You know, and I thought right. about Lewin Davis, and I'm like, that's a sign of a film that's supposed to be that great right so. it's it, it it is actually almost a film that you would think at some point would be like based on a true story yeah, or this right. is like some real right. guy or yeah. whatever and yet it's not but anyway uh so that's uh two uh, movies that we loved and we got to get out of here because now we're we're way over way time over. Yeah. but um two movies we loved we will be talking about those more as we have uh best two lists back to back and high films talk too. about nine nine and a half yeah i mean yeah yeah, and uh, and and both of them deserve it. I would love yeah. to hear uh, some people uh, send in some questions, what they thought about the film, and either of these, and yeah. what worked and what I didn't. I really hope and people go see them. Go, yeah. I mean, I think American Splendor, Gravity, Hustle. Hustle is going to do well no matter what, because yeah. there's a lot of stuff. I really hope this one, Lewin Davis, Inside Lewin Davis, does well too. Yeah, and it's got a. It's going to be art housey it, for it, a it's bit. Got a it's got a trickier it's gonna road with time. all of the stuff that's coming out on yeah. Christmas, yeah. and you know this is like movie number seven everywhere. Right, I know. Because yeah. by the time Christmas Day hits and all those movies come in, right. come out, you know that's the thing that I uh, I all I don't love about this end of the year stuff because yeah. even if you are going to go to movies at the end of December. You're not going to go to eight movies at the no, <laughs> end of December, really and not. there's so many other things that are going to be Competing you know, up on the list. Yeah. 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 All right, anyway, uh, that'll do it for this week, and next week, I think, I don't know exactly when we'll, Bunch of, we'll be hitting stuff next right. week with uh, Christmas and everything, right. and I don't know, uh, next week will just be a couple more movies, right? W- whatever they are. <laughs> yeah. we'll, We'll be doing like uh, Mr. Banks and may, maybe Wolf of Wall Street, maybe, maybe. Possibly. I mean, yeah. there's, there's a bunch, it, it, like yeah. you said, there's a whole ton of films coming out right away. We've right. still got Anchorman 2. And then gonna... after that, we will probably be moving to uh, a movie and a list yeah. or so, right. something like that. So um, stay tuned for all that awesomeness. Yeah. And uh, thank, thanks so much for tuning in. Happy holidays to everybody out there. And uh, be yeah. sure and subscribe and share and uh, trick your friends into trick listening to friends. us. Yeah, it's awesome. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway.